Watch who? And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Watching for the very first time. Very first time. And here we are. It is season 18, the first story of the 80s. No, there's an 80s song, isn't there? I may love to you if you were born in the 80s. The 80s. Yeah? Yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah. That yeah, is, yeah. 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 Well, you looked yeah. at me like I'd lost the plot, and I was like, this is a thing. And I was doubting myself, but in my heart, I knew what I was doing. Uh, well, you've just you just found us, everybody. Um, we're playing Zero Gravity Squash in the Leisure Hive. <laughs> <laughs> we're just floating around here. Four. No. Set. Match. <laughs> <laughs> catch it. Catch it over there. We're floating around. Four. Four. What do you say in squash? I don't, oh, oh, poo. <laughs> that was me hitting the ball. Four is like, I don't think that's tennis. It's, it's like, like golf. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're floating around. It's very difficult What's to What's the one when you're chopping a tree down other than timber? <laughs> I don't know. Just timber, I suppose. <laughs> anyway. Ooh, there we go. To you. Ooh. Okay, well, I'll switch the gravity <laughs> thing off because we can't record and float around at the same time. It's too much. It is, yeah. Um, well, very exciting, The Leisure Hive, because we have a bit of a change of tone for this season. Yeah. It's mixing up. We were getting a little bit tired of stuff towards the, the last couple of seasons, towards the end of the 70s, but we've got new music, new titles... We've got a new producer, we've got a new logo, we've got a new script editor, we've got a new... Oh, I don't know what my writing says there. Oh, no, I don't know. There's something else new and I can't remember. It begins with C. <laughs> it begins with C. Oh, oh, I've written costume twice. It's fine. So they're all the new things that we've got. So complete change behind the wow. scenes. I didn't realise there was that much change. Yeah, loads of stuff. So no Douglas Adams anymore. Well, actually, before we start with the Leisure Hive... We haven't recorded for a little while. We should just say hello to everybody and hello to each other. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> Before we start. Yeah. Um, well, the world is um, turning again. Neighbours have started filming again. I thought I might just mention that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, we're all back on track. Yeah. Have you been watching anything else recently? Oh, I'm watching Ted Lasso at the minute. Um, any Ted Lasso fans out there? You'll be on that journey with me through season three. So that's, yeah, a few things, just like odd things that pop up. And what else was that? Oh, and South Park, because that's just finished that season. So they only do like six episodes in a season now. Right. No, I've not seen any of those things that you've talked about. So no. <laughs> that's, and my mum, actually, I will mention this because I am going to start watching it when I finish Community. And I've mentioned this before. Astrid in Paris. Oh, I think you have mentioned that. So it's a French crime thing. Yes, you have, yeah. And season two is now on TV. <laughs> so you can watch season two now. Um, I think it's either on ITV or Channel 4. I think it's on Channel 4. Um, so Astrid in Paris fans, get on that. Season two is out now. I'm going to start. Once I finish this from the community, I'm going to start watching Astrid in Paris. 
I want to watch um, some Agatha Christie stories because I read a detective novel recently and it was very, it wasn't Agatha Christie, but it was very Agatha Christie, you know, people in a yeah, house, yeah. someone gets murdered. What was it? Oh, it was called The Red House Mystery. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really good. It was a really good twist. It was like written in like the 20s. And You've then not I've, seen And Then There Were None, have you? I've not seen it. No, I've read that you one. You need to watch it. Yes. I have it on DVD. I know. Like, I need to see that because so I really good. enjoyed the book. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you that kind of thing. But I thought I would try and watch Agatha, like Agatha Christie obviously wrote loads of different books, <laughs> as we know. I thought I might try and watch them in order. So the first, her first novel is a pro. But I so, was just going to say... Oh my gosh! Let's let's do some Poirot. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first they're all one. on Britbox. They're all on well, Britbox. Yeah, I got some on DVD as well. So the first one, I can't remember what it's called. It's not the first one that they made, but it's like there's in like the twenty series. seasons of it. There's yeah. so much Poirot. For me, David Suchet is Poirot. Yeah, he he is. He's the main it. one. Yeah. I mean, like he studied that character for so long. He he was that character. Um, He's like the Tom Baker of Poros. Yeah, I mean, like, sort of like if you're a Doctor Who, yeah, sure. He 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 read loads of the books and wrote like a list of everything that made Poirot, and he read that before scenes. He he like studied what it was to be that character, and that that was the essence of everything about it. And yeah, and throughout, I mean, to have kept that character going for like that long. Okay. Well, there we go. Um, there we go. There's a TV and life update from us. Well, let's start the Leisure Hive because everybody wants to know what we think. I want to know what you think of this. Tonight sees the start of a new adventure for Doctor Who. Tom Baker returns as the intrepid time explorer whose travels take him to the Leisure Hive, where the science of tachyonics is spectacularly demonstrated. It's got to be unreal transfer. Why has it got to be? Because that's the only way to manipulate solid objects. What if I told you this part of the galaxy doesn't discover unreal transfer until 2,386? Then how's it done? I don't know. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. Everything is under control. Or nearly everything. But let's just go back and just talk about that tone of everything first. So what are you thinking of? New titles, new music, all of that? It was a bit of a surprise, actually. And she was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, but we are in the 80s. Well, it was more the new producer coming in saying, I want to show that I am the new person. I want to make a a mark on this. That I didn't realise that. So I didn't re- Because actually the story and a lot of that felt very um, standard. <laughs> I felt it was completely different. I felt everything had changed. Even the way that it's filmed is completely different to me. Really? I feel. Yeah. And, like, this is a different director. This is a new director that actually wasn't asked back again because he overstretched everything and they went over time. The set, like, even the lighting, okay, it is quite brightly lit, but things like the angles, it was almost like it was shot more, like, modern-day single camera rather than, you know, they're in a studio and it cuts, like, sort of game show style. There was different angles. There was close-ups. He was shooting down from above. You saw in, the like, the corridors, like a ceiling. 
Right. Oh, and, yeah. and before, you wouldn't have that because you just have the studio. Like, he'd actually put a ceiling in the corridor. You know, stuff like that. There, there was all different things like that. Maybe it's because also when we've had location shots or we've had things that have been different. So you're right. And maybe as I see it go on, for me, this initial one, the biggest shock was the opening credits and the sound being different. But in other ways, I was like, it's like it's the same Doctor, it's the same companion. Yeah, but like he's in a completely different costume for is once. He? Is it a completely I mean, new costume? Yes, I noticed it more when he was older than when he was. Yeah, he's in a he's in a completely whole new costume for this really? season from the How beginning. I noticed <laughs> his hat. He had his hat, and he always has a hat. It's a completely different color. It's completely different. Really. I knew you would notice that. I knew it. (laughs) No. I struggled a little bit to begin with, but I usually do, so I wasn't put off by that. But the end of the second one, going into the third, I was like, all right, like, good clip. Like, I'm I'm invested. And then the third one was really good, and I was like, I'm ready for the fourth. Maybe the pace was a bit different, but then, actually, I think back to Douglas Adams, and, like, there was some good pace and humour within that, and... Yeah, I don't know. It didn't feel... It felt different because of the opening and all that felt so different. But the story and everything else at this point to me didn't feel that's, like... That's funny because I always thought of this one. I never really liked this one that much. I did always think it was a bit boring until I've watched it this time and I really concentrated on it because I never really understood the story that much. And I really got into the story this time. And maybe it's because I know a bit more about the behind the scenes stuff that I've noticed it. But this new script editor that's coming in is more about the science stuff. I felt like it was a bit more for an older audience than it was before. Because like the science, they're going on about tachyons and and it's based on like real stuff. And I felt like there was a more of a scientific story going on. If you compare it to like Nightmare of Eden with all the, you know, Maggie screaming and stuff. Yeah, It yeah. wasn't really anything like that. It was, it felt like it was more, not adult, but for an, a more teenage audience, an older audience. I didn't really understand what they were trying to get at with the science. And I had a rough idea of what they were trying to do. I could sort of work out. If I removed some of the language, I could understand roughly what they were doing. Do you know what I mean? But there was a lot of language and sometimes I can get a bit bogged down in like, there's a lot of words that I'm are just are they just words? Do you know what I mean? That's really interesting though that you said that is actual stuff because I, I literally wouldn't have had any idea other than yeah, like it was just Simon's words and they're just using things and saying things and then but but I suppose they have. So are they saying that? I suppose even in like the third Doctor's time they were using like concepts. And then just adding, you know, that sci-fi element to them and stuff. They're trying to base it in real worldish stuff, if possible. I just feel like there's more of an emphasis this time around. It usually takes me personally a little bit to start to really notice it, because I mean, even when you get a new companion, you don't really notice the impacts on new companions. Sometimes the script's been for an old companion. Like it takes two or three for it to feel in the change. So maybe it'll be the same this time, but. I agree with the angles, but then we've had so many, um, I'm talking more last season, so many changes with that anyway that it didn't even feel that different. Oh, my God. Because even, like, Tom Baker looks older and he 
Well, he is I can't older. believe. Yeah, but he looks so much older in this. I mean, they make him look older as well. Yeah, I'm not talking what about that older. I'm just talking about normal. <laughs> I didn't think he did. Okay. I genuinely, I didn't think he looked that different. Other than when he looked older, and he really looked older. And I thought that makeup was amazing. To the point, I was like, is that even him? It was only when he was talking, I was like, they're not lip syncing. It's not like in the old days where we had like um, old doctor and second, or, or doctor and like second doctor dummy or whatever. Those days have gone. That is actual <laughs> yes. makeup. And he actually looked, that is amazing. I didn't think he looked like, he is older. It's, I mean, he's, he's been what, seven years in this now? Like he's been, he's so, it's seven years. Of course he's been, it's been nearly a decade since he started the role. So we start off in Brighton. Yeah. Which is nice on the beach. Okay. And there's two ways you can sort of take this, this new director. It's that really long pan going right. And it goes on and on of all the beach huts, all the beach huts for ages and ages and ages. In my mind, I'm like, okay, brand new season. You want to get everybody to watch. And then you just put on this really long, boring thing that's going to just make people switch off. Or are you thinking, wow, this is like he's doing something a bit arty, something a bit different. This is really interesting. I mean, I always thought it was the first one. It was just boring. But I don't know. I am appreciating it a bit more this time around. But what do you think of that really long opening scene? But again, it reminded me of what we've just had in the previous season, which was Cambridge. Well, I thought, yeah, I know, but you didn't have like a whole minute and a half of just nothing. Well, you had a lot of shots of Cambridge. So I just took it as like they're setting in the scene, like it's the start of a new season and he's just setting in that they are on a beach and it's quite obviously Earth because there's Brighton Pier and here's all of these things that like you can see along the beach. I didn't see it as like some arty thing. I saw it as like he's definitely showing that this is Earth and this is somewhere that you will know and recognise and like showing those sights and scenes. The other part of me was like, I wonder whether to film on Brighton Beach, they had to like tick some things to be shown. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you get know, everything like there. The license of like, it, you have to show, if you're going to be on the beach, you have to show the PA and you have to show these, I don't know. Well, you could, there's still deck chairs in that spot. I found that spot when I was there at the weekend because you can match it up with the where the pier is and everything and there's still deck chairs along that bit. It's hardly changed all that time. But that's um, what I mean. I think it's so iconic as a thing. I think he's trying to show when, like, because quite often they'll show a place and it's trying to pretend to be an alien planet that happens to have the same vegetation as Earth, you know? He's really trying to show they are on Earth and we are on Brighton and it gives you enough time to really take it in. And initially as well, when, when I saw it, because it pans out onto different things. And I was like, where is that? Which pier is that? And I was thinking, I was going to say, a Braceworth, are they in Blackpool? Like, I was trying to think, and, I, and then I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Brighton. And then when the dialogue starts, I was like, yeah, it's Brighton. So I quite enjoyed that. Me, I enjoyed, like, trying to work out, oh, where are they? Because it was pan- working it out for so long. I was trying to work out the different piers, the different views. And also in the background, the piers being done up. I think it, I do appreciate it now. I don't think I ever have before. And then you've got the Doctor in... A completely new costume, which that's, let's just not talk about that because <laughs> you can look out for that next time. <laughs> and you've got Romana is obviously back and K9. Oh, Paul, um, let's just discuss that poor beach scene. K9! 
Well, can I just say, can, can we just say it's old canine's voice is back? Yes, you did message me that. So that's good. Although yeah. he's not really in this story. Not in uh, <laughs> well, like, I struggling along the beach. Canine! Well, the story goes the new producer isn't really fond of canine. Um, but they'd spent a lot of money redoing him up so he can go over radio control over different terrains. And then when they got him to the beach, it didn't work. So he's just, you can see the string pulling him along <laughs> when he's going along with it. So they quickly write, write him out. I mean, it is a bit silly that K9 would go straight into the sea, but I love that dramatic. That Romana does. That whole scene was ridiculous. Also, I was like, so the first thing, actually, that is a point. I did notice then that the doctor was wearing something different. But I just presumed it's because he was on the beach. I didn't clock it in any of ways in like he's in a completely different outfit throughout. Um, I just presumed he was in like his beach holiday attire because he's all like covered up, isn't he? It's a completely different colour. Yeah. yeah, he's got something over his face. And I just presumed that he was like on in like some sort of weird beach because it doesn't even look warm. It looks pretty cold on that beach. Roman is in that terrible bathing suit. Breathing. <laughs> well, it's it's as if she was expecting like Victorian times, and then she's just in this like, and she spends the whole story in that in her like swimsuit thing. Like honestly, the only saving grace for her is that at least she's in a studio for the rest of it. Because every time I looked, at her, I was like, she must be freezing, and she looks cold. Like it looks like she's just trying to say a dialogue and not look cold. I'm cold watching her. I needed to put a jumper on watching her. But it adds to the sort of humour of that opening, like because there's nobody else in sight at all. It's not like it's a sunny day on the beach. It is like cold and nobody else is out apart from them. Oh, yeah. It's definitely like been filmed in like September, October. And I don't know if you noticed, there is a mention, like finally after a season, they talk about the randomizer. It's so funny that just suddenly now they talk about the randomizer like a season too late. Yeah, yeah. As if like the last season didn't occur. It's like, oh yeah, that thing that's protecting us from the Daleks. What the fuck are you on about? The Black Guardian, yeah. The Black Guardian. Oh, the Black Guardian. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it's nice to have that bit there because then we go off to our alien planet afterwards. So it's nice that it starts off in the real world for an opening of the season. And then we go. I don't really like that effect that when they're talking, it zooms out when we go off to the planet. That's a bit of an odd... I think they're trying to show off a lot of computer effects in this. I think that it's very 80s. But again, that to me just fit in with the opening credits. I didn't feel it was like different in like, a, ooh, they're trying something different. It just felt like the opening felt so different. This just felt like an element of that because it's so early on. I didn't feel it was that different in the scheme. And then we end up, we go to the Leisure Hive, which is essentially centre parks in space, I've put. It's it's basically what it is. Well, it's weird. I think I expected something more. Well, last time you were expecting worker bees as the Leisure Hive. You said your prediction. The closest we got was the top of their hats. It does look a little bit like honeycomb Oh, like the the little... Bee th- the things that drop yeah. off their hats. Do you remember that book, that game? Oh, I, I, I got this for Christmas one year. I begged for it and I hardly ever played it. You remember Busy Bumblebees where you had to wear the thing on your... You had like a, a headband on with a bee sticking out and it had a magnet and then you had a flower and it had little magnets and it was like that game where... A bit like 
Is it Hungry Hippos or something? Wait, and then you had to like put your head down and collect. Ho, ho, ho. Say hey, hey. Busy, buzzy bumblebees. Busy, buzzy bumbles from Waddington. Busy, buzzy bumblebees. You can still buy it, I think. Oh, can you? Yes. <laughs> Pollen oh. picking, hive heaving, bee buzzing fun. Yeah, that's it. It's essentially, they could just repackage that, stick the Doctor Who logo and say the Leisure Hive, the board game. There oh, you yeah, go. I sort of do remember this, yeah. Yeah, get some Bumblebee. old versions of it. It is a holiday park. But you don't really see much of it. I, It's just like one, because the whole planet, there's been a war and this is their surviving race, the Argolins. Yeah, I never got into all of that backstory and everything but i really listened this time and i found out really interesting that it was just the there's only a few of them and their little balls pop off as they die <laughs> and you've got pangol is the son you that's the annoying guy yeah the dad have... dies first yes. i can't remember his name but then we're left with mina mina yeah yeah and i'm all team mina love mina she was really good yeah the acting is really good in this the acting's good for Art because he's really annoying and he lived to that throughout. And usually when they're all in a silly wig and clothes and everything, you don't you think, oh. But actually you you kind of forget that after a while and just see them as their I characters. The really good actually. Yeah. Yeah. And the set is the set feels very real and solid, like corrugated metal. Mm. Like it, it, felt, it felt like it had space as well. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that was all these different camera angles that they're trying out. I don't. There was lots of high angles, which we don't r- normally have, and then say like lots of these low ones and close ups and different things. And I think behind the scenes they had a lot of trouble and overran, and this director was never asked back. But he really did try to do something different, and it does show. And you follow the story. So the idea is, if I understand this right. You've got this machine, which is... I mean, they're playing squash and everything and all that kind of stuff in Centre Parks. It's got everything else. I'm sure it's got a swimming pool with a tide machine and everything. This is what I couldn't understand. What was so special about going to them other than you could go in a machine and play squash in zero gravity? Well, I think think maybe... Because it would concentrate on this one machine, but I think they must have just had loads of them. It was like virtual reality, basically, I think. You go in and you play. You go in this virtual reality space and play all these different things. I think that's what the Leisure Hive is, I think. But they started talking about this tachyon thing. And this is where it gets a bit... Well, it doesn't really matter if you understand it or not, but it is interesting if you do. So tachyon, it's a real thing. I'm just looking on Wiki now. Um, and the idea is, um, because Pangol does an example of it to everybody, doesn't he, where he goes in and then his arms go flying off and stuff and he's like, this is the tachyon version of me and you can like have fun and manipulate you, this double of you. So a tachyon is a hypothetical particle that always travels faster than light, but because a tachyon would always travel faster than light, it would not be possible to see it approaching um, so an observer would be able to see two images of it appearing and departing in opposite directions. So if you take that, what I've just said on Wikipedia, and apply it to the Leisure Hive, that's why you get a double. So he's inside the machine. 
it does this tachyon version of yourself and then his arms go flying and stuff. But when that guy at the end of the episode or towards the end of the episode goes in and dies, something's gone wrong and it's taken apart his real version rather than his tachyon version, I think. And that's horrible, actually, considering the implication that his arms and his head's just been ripped off and you see him in pain. This shows the tone of it as well because the last couple of seasons we have not had that. We have well, not had... you don't see anything. I mean, you don't. Other than you well, hear you see it. It's, been, it's one of those things you think about it, you're like, oh, because you see it happen initially and you're like, oh, it's all fine. Then it happens and then you're told, oh, no, he's dead. It's bad. But, yeah, it's done in like a very BBC Still a Kids program way rather than... Oh, I don't know. I just, I just, the, the horror on his face, I thought was bad. Even the doctor at the end of part one, when he goes in and you see his face, like. Doctor! Doctor! Oh, yeah, yeah. But I didn't, I, I still feel it's very TV show, kids' TV show, rather than um, over 18's adult. Murder. Oh, no, no, it's no, it's not a murder, but yeah, yeah. Um, but they call it a murder throughout. He has been murdered. Yeah, and I think is the is it that the Fumasi? It's, it's been tampered with. So that's the f- secret Fumasi guy in the suit that's doing that. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. So I, I think that's what comes out at the end. Yeah. So I was getting into the whole tachyonic bit and being like, oh, okay, I understand this now. So I did really enjoy part one, which I really didn't think I would, because um, I remember it from that, mainly from that, he goes in the machine, and I think they're just showing off these new... I think it was a new thing that the BBC had got, this machine that could do stuff like that. So like, right, we're going to show it off. Um, there is a really annoying um, scene where the sh- it's supposed to be the ship landing and it's just like this black circle thing and it goes on for ages and ages and ages. It looks like a microphone and it's oh, supposed to be I the ship it. landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a bit like that opening scene. It just was like this black model thing and it's not really clear what it is. It's not like a model of a ship. It's just like a light and it goes on and on. And I just think, oh, you could just speed it up a little bit there. I that was the only thing. Actually, yeah. The idea is that they want to make people younger because there's the scientist guy, isn't there, that's saying, right, we can make people younger and this is what we're going to do with the tachyonics machine so that it sows that seed. But then you find out that the scientist has been faking it and I thought the scientist was going to be bad, but he wasn't actually. He was all right. See, throughout, I knew that kid was going to be bad. Well, right? well he was and not actually, bothered. he's not. Well, he is, but he's not. He's He is... Like, the essence of privilege. Like, he's been brought up with privilege and he doesn't understand the rules and boundaries of life. He insists that those people, like, the thingies, whatever they are, stay and watch, even though they're like, well, no, we're, we're dem- like, diplomatically, we, we you can't force us to do stuff. And Mina understands this because she's lived and she has life and... And it's, I, it, I roared, and I'm jumping about a bit here, but I roared when she said, like, well, I'll raise him a bit. I think I'll raise him a bit better this time or something. I roared at that. Um, I just found it really funny of, like, okay, this time I'm going to actually teach him how it manners rather than let him live a life of luxury and not understanding how actual things work in the world. But he is trying to save his race because there's only a few of them left. 
but and he's he trying goes to create a very this. arrogant way about it, and he goes from a place of privilege about it. Because I was wondering, because when Mina starts to drop her balls and stuff and just like yeah. gets <laughs> ill, <laughs> he's not bothered. He's like not caring at all. And I was like, "That's hang on, that's supposed to be your mother. Why, why aren't you caring? And then you find out that he's a child of the machine, so it's not really. That explains it all. Because he's just completely cold-hearted throughout. And I did, yeah, I was like, okay, that's a bit. But equally... You'd have thought, I get it, he's a child of the machine, but he's he's born of the machine, but he's been raised by those people. I mean, okay, we're going to go down a really deep hole here, but like adoption, okay? Raised, born by someone else, and yet he's been raised by these people. Surely you'd think he'd have some sort of sense of like, he knows his duty in the end, because he's obviously been told that. He's like, well, you will be in charge one day, and you were born of this. And this has all been explained to him, like, we aren't saying this now because of X, Y, Z. But, like, he just chooses to, I don't know. I just think, like, the right idea was, like, let him be a baby again and she'll teach him some proper manners and some, like, how the world works and he can grow up understanding and learning it properly rather than just being like, well, this is what we do and we'll take over. And and also I think his, it's the fact that his motives are wrong because she says like these things are here to teach us humanity and she talks about like the reason they still have the um thing there is to teach us about um death and that we are we have um an end and stuff like that and he's like no <laughs> but we i don't well, know I, like it's very convenient they've got that helmet there because that was on my helmet the, it, yeah, it's yeah. this it's the symbol of all of that, like you've said, but also when everyone gets duplicated, it's very, they don't have to show everyone's faces. <laughs> and it's a very cheap production thing that you can do. <laughs> yeah, with the Fomasi as well, because you sort of see this thing outside coming, you, you don't see I them for a long what time. Remind me of Christmas film and the Grinch. The Grinch. And what, what, are the, what are the people in the town called? I like that you don't really see them, and there's a, there's another murder as well, and the doctor gets blamed for Who that. Knows? They look like they look like um like who's like from Whoville. Who's I don't know, but if like it's a hat, and like Cindy Lou had like that sort of pointy hair and stuff, and that's what their hair's like. I was trying to work out they've so the Argolins run centre parks, but then it's also the same technology that they want to save there place it's not like they've got like it's not like a science building it is a public amusement park that, that they are using the technology for to yeah, save their race it's kind of like disneyland and disneyland also makes movies to develop stuff park. oh my god pangle is totally like that isn't that what is it who runs disney now isn't he supposed to be a bad guy Oh, no, the old guys come back. Is that Roy Disney? Is he the oh, bad no, guy? None of the Disneys are there now. I there's think no there's Disney. like great... Yeah, there's like a no Disney of Disney. Disney anymore. There was a guy for like 10 years that was like chief executive of Disney. And then this new guy's been in the last few years. And bless him, it doesn't have to do with COVID. But no one likes it. And there's all been these contract disputes. And then he suddenly went recently. And now the old guy that had retired is now back at Disney. So is that like the Mina of Disney is back? Yeah. Mina and everyone Disney. likes this older guy okay. who like retired. Um, he brought in like loads of, a lot of more in the last 
15 years, things that have changed at Disney. He was part, and like the growth of Disney, that was him. Okay, there we go. That's the Leisure Hive, everyone. The history of Disney and the Leisure Hive. <laughs> Can't remember his name. But going, uh, so Romana helps out the scientists with his time experiments thing. So he actually does start to work because he's been faking it. How, how are you feeling about Romana? Because obviously she's back now. You weren't sure if she's yeah. going to be back or not. Did, she's... She didn't do much really in this, did she? Well, she did a lot of science with the scientists. She did, but she was more around and helping. I don't know. I kind of like, other than the initial start with the whole canine on the beach thing. Canine! The moments where I kind of forgot she was there. Do you know what? I completely forgot about K9. I did not miss K9. Oh, yeah, actually. until at the end when they were like, when they mentioned K9, I was like, oh, yeah, K9. <laughs> I completely missed K9. Like, forgot he was there at all. I, I liked Romana in this, actually. I'm not sure. I think they were talking to each other in this one. I think it was fine. Maybe not on the beach. I'm not sure if you looked at her on the beach. But in the studio stuff, I think they were getting on all right. Well, they were quite separate, actually, a lot of the time. They were looking at each other on the beach because I remember thinking... I wonder if they are, and they they were. No, no, no. It, it all seemed fine to me, but I don't know. I mean, to me, watching, and someone can tell us otherwise, I thought this they seem fine. Because she goes up to him and takes a paper off him or whatever it is. It's like, that's one first thing she does, isn't it? Like, I thought you said we were in. He's like, this is what we're, you know. Oh, when we were talking about them the other episode, someone got in touch. I can't remember who it was. It was saying that they don't record together now because Tom Baker's wife doesn't want them. Ah, oh, it's not Tom Baker. Meeting up. It's Tom Baker's right. wife isn't keen. Yeah. Right. Apparently. Fine. There we go. <laughs> there we are. Uh, and, okay, well, the Doctor then, he goes old at the end of episode two. He looks like it's really good makeup. He goes 500 years old. And he stays old for most of the story. And I think Tom Baker was a bit annoyed at that as well. He didn't want to be seen as the old person he wanted to be out of it straight away and then this new producer and script editor was like no that's what happens every time let's make the audience think that you're gonna stay old for a bit longer and he looks very miserable he looks pissed off that he's old a lot of the time yeah, he does he is not happy about that <laughs> yeah he's but not because because he was that miserable and quiet about things i thought that like they were trying to show that he was dying but it works for the story though yeah, I think he needed to stay. In episode three, this is where we find out about Pangle and he's like the only young one and he's a child of the generator. And I did write here, like, if you sort of blink, <laughs> you might miss an important bit of science and plot because it does go... There is a lot crammed in. There's a lot of ideas crammed into this. But equally, it, once it's said, like, I'm a child of a generator, once that's said, the science didn't matter to me, but, like, once he, once he says something like, do you not question why? And she's like, no. And then it cuts back to the doctor and things, and it cuts back to him. There was a lot of cutting back and forth. And I was hooked by then. I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. And it was a really good ending. And for like part three, it didn't drag at all. No, it didn't. There was so always part something three was new. Really good. Because part then you had one to f- for me dragged, and part two was okay, but it had enough to like keep. When the doctor came out old, I was like, oh, okay. There was enough to keep me going, but part three was really good. Part three was like what hooked me in. And Romana gets saved by Fumasi, who's like actually friendly. They're quite cute. Yeah. <laughs> also, I really, I really like the costume. I thought you might have something to say about it, but I thought they looked quite good. Oh, okay, they're not the most effective that we've ever had. 
For something that's only in the equivalent of about 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm, they did a few close-ups. No, they're not, which is probably a good thing. That's that's what saves them. Oh, I like in part four when they when he captures the baddies and the way that he captures them is to put them in cotton wool to stop them. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just sort of walking along in their suits. But they do look like they're in zip-up suits. Yeah, you wonder what's happening because they take them up and the first thing he does is attack a human is what you see, you know? I thought it was effective with Brock the lawyer guy when he takes off his face and he's a pharmacy underneath the way that they did that looked really good because again like you say sometimes it doesn't always look good when stuff like that happens um uh, the only thing with the pharmacy is when they talk they've no there's no mouth it's nice when there's a real mouth otherwise it is somebody in a costume like a oh like um i was going to say barney the dinosaur then but they're not really but they are <laughs> kind of got away with it for me because when they initially talked, it was very like more like crickety. So I felt that they were communicating through their like crickets communicate through their um, pins, you know. And I thought like that's what, yeah, or they through their hands. <laughs> that's how they don't have mouths that they communicate through. And so I thought that's how they would communicate. It's only when he got the communicator that then he sounds like he talks like us and we can understand him. Didn't they, yeah, they said something like he's like taking the language or he's taken a recording on these translator. Like, yeah, that red thing. Uh, but I could I, I could accept it because when he did talk initially, it was more like cricket, like like that, rather than like you know, it didn't sound <laughs> like something that was trying to move its mouth. It sounded more like animal. Yeah. And, yeah, they, uh, like, they're like, not too bad. Like a bug. It sounded more like a bug trying to communicate than a, I don't know, an animal, a person, a, a lion. I've also put, so Mina is losing balls all over the place and she's dying <laughs> and stuff. And um, I oh, don't know why I wrote this down. Sorry. Can I just go back one sec? What is, and you might be about to say this, I could not work out the true relationship between Mina and the scientist. Hard on. Mina and hard on. That's what I Hard on. Hang on. I think he's called hard on. I wrote down no, hard on. Hang you're on. You're joking. He's called hard on. Oh, hard in. Sorry. Hard in. <laughs> I thought it was hard on. <laughs> I put. Look, I wrote Mina and a heart and hard on on my notes. <laughs> I was going to say. Is that what you were about to say? <laughs> first couple of the 80s. Mina and yeah. hard on. <laughs> like, what was that about? I mean, she was a married woman. As far as it there's, appears to us, there's definitely a backstory because they said something earlier, like, "Oh, I haven't, we haven't been it's close for a while, or something." Yeah, yeah. and, and then like he, he was very protective. About, he's bringing her through, like trying to regenerate her. Yes, there's, there's there. definitely. Yeah, I definitely saw that. Yeah, yeah. First couple of the eighties. Oh, Mina for sure. Hard on. For sure. <laughs> Mina and Hardon. <laughs> Hardin. <laughs> <laughs> and he's hard on now and it's funny uh, that he's hard on he does have a hard on for Mina <laughs> oh, what was I saying oh yeah we're going back to Mina I put because she lies on the floor and I don't know why I thought of this but I was like oh, she's lying on the studio floor it looks really dirty and she has to put her face on the floor and then okay I don't know if you remember this what, weren't you in something where you had to lie down in a puddle yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> and they reminded me of that. 
I've seen Sweeney Todd outside, and the one and my costume was like rug and carpet and like loads of material. And I just remember I, I'm dead, and I had to walk back out being dead, and I had to lie down the floor because I just had my throat slit, Sweeney Todd. And I just remember the, the place I had to lie, and there was nowhere else because everyone was hiding it was right where there was a puddle. And I just remember being like, <sighs> big sigh and lying in this puddle, knowing that like I was just going to soak everything up with my costume. And I did, it never dried. It just like, it took forever. It didn't dry for the evening. It was soaked. It was disgusting. And it was so heavy because it was just full of water. So I'd just been lying in, in the rain and in a puddle. The whole stage was fine apart from this one spot where it just slightly dipped and that's where there was a puddle and that's where I had to lie. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just reminded me of that when she lied down on the floor. I don't know why that came into my head. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, it wasn't so bad for Mina, but I just thought it just didn't look nice when she laid on the floor in the studio, that's all. Um, and then the whole ending and everything is all this army, so Pangle thinks he's getting an army, but then it's the doctor that goes into the machine. And don't they use a bit, don't they actually use a randomizer? Bit of the yeah, time. it gets the randomizer. Yeah, I found all that not very clear because you just see the doctor trying to go along. I mean, like Romana misses it. She's like, she's walking away. And she's like, she doesn't even notice he's gone. No, she's trying to. The scientist is trying to do his thing, and then the doctor, and then Pangle's trying to like clone all of him. But then the, do- the doctor goes into the machine, I think, and then it clones all of the doctor. But he's only a tachyon image, which is not a real image. So then they all fade fade away. And that's when Pangor goes mad, runs in with Mina, <laughs> and the randomizer's on, so the doctor's left it on a setting. There's a lot of in and out of this machine, isn't there? Like everybody's in and out doing something different. Every time someone goes in the machine, they press a different button and come out again. There's a lot of, and you don't really see inside the machine, it's just a random cubicle. So it felt like they'd put, they'd put something on. For Mina to be regen to be younger, because obviously the doctor's just done it for himself. And then he's gone in and they tried to stop it, but it was too late, and that's why he's ended up a baby again. Yeah. It's sort, like it, it sort of makes sense. It does, I'm sure it feels like it's all been worked out quite thoroughly, compared to maybe some stories where they're like, oh, we'll just do a some kind of ending where it doesn't, you know, it just blows up and it all just sorts itself out. I feel like if you looked into it more deeply, it does make sense. Like the doctor did this, and this the scientist yeah, was doing it felt this. Yeah, like followed a pattern. Yeah, I don't one hundred percent know what that pattern was. Also, in a very Doctor Who way, it wrapped up very quickly, and within five minutes, the doctor is now young again. They've sorted out that army, and she is no longer dying, and she has a baby. And she's got a lot of energy when she comes out. She meets the pharmacy, and she's like, "What's your name again?" Oh, of I course. <laughs> Gives it to the doctor. He's crying away. Baby, that poor baby in that like Sally Lou outfit, whatever it's she's called. Oh, poor baby in the wig. Uh, Yeah. And then it all wraps up. Baby in a wig. The doctor says goodbye, and they talk about the randomizer again for you, especially. So, and then off they are. So you enjoyed this one? I did. Yeah. It took me a little bit to warm up, but I think once I got over the initial opening credits <laughs> and sort of got into that and got over, which I sometimes just have to do. I just sort of have to like allow the signs to wash over me and just try and focus on following people and what's happening. But I did really enjoy it. Well, it's definitely 
a nice change in tone because we were getting so fed up with that silly doctor. He definitely really was not silly in this. No, I no, really no. Lo- I love this season the way it goes. So I hope you enjoy it as well. <laughs> and okay, so next time, look out for his different costume. <laughs> I will. I'll pay attention this time. Uh, well, it just leaves me to tell you the next story. It's a four-parter. And it's called Meglos. Meglos. Okay, I'm going to presume that's a planet. Okay. Yeah, there's not really much to go on on that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to presume it's a planet. Now we've made a start. Let's yeah, let's carry on. It's good to be back. And, yeah. And um, we will see you all next time for Meglos. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at to watch. Who and you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash to watch who. Thanks for everyone that has signed up. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 To watch who.